Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked, thrilled, and stabbing to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest of all the NC State sports. I absolutely nailed that intro. <laughs> I am hyped. John, how are you today? I'm doing good, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just a couple weeks ago, I didn't do that intro so well, and I've just been waiting to get back on here and redeem myself. And I just nailed it. Yeah, it's been two weeks since our last show. It's been three weeks since I've been back. John's back! Hope you guys enjoyed having Carson on the show last week. I know I did. He did awesome in my absence. But uh, I'm excited to be back. How'd you Uh, hold up during the hurricane? Oh, Where'd um, you go? Did you go home? I I did not go home, actually. I just... You you, uh, roughed it out on campus here? I, I roughed it out on campus. My apartment's on the second floor. I figured we'd be okay, so... Just watched a bunch of Avatar, The Last Airbender with my roommates and, you know, had a good old time. <laughs> that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds too like bad. fun. Yeah. Did you lose power? <laughs> no, actually. Didn't lose power at all. Didn't lose water, any kind, anything of the sort. That was pretty Did you dope. lose power? I mean, no, no. I you, went, you went home. I went home, which is on the very north end of Franklin County. Yeah. And um, we, did, we lost power for a second. That was it. Yeah. But, like, we almost got nothing. Like, I mean, like, almost no rain or no wind because there were, yeah. like... The one time that the north end of the state got a band of uh, of red on the radar. I hear you yawning, John. Yeah. <laughs> it was like there was just this little blank spot around where my house is in northern Franklin County. And I thought it was really cool because there's nothing there. Interesting. But there was also no bad yeah, weather there's, either. There's so. nothing there in general. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, everybody came out unscathed. Unfortunately, that's not the case for everyone. This yeah. has been a, a terrible storm and there has been people that have died. So if that's you listening... Or we are sorry to hear about that, but hopefully we can make your day a little bit better by listening to this show and keeping you up to date with all the latest and the greatest with NC State sports. Yeah, uh, speaking of sports, a lot of athletes are actually raising money for mm-hmm. uh, for like Wilmington and uh, victims of Hurricane Florence, especially in poor areas. Like today, Julius Peppers pledged a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars of relief, which is awesome because you know he's Carolina born and bred. I mean, he went he's to UNC, from but Nash County. Yeah, he's from Nash County. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, one one of our um, one of our good guys on the Panthers, yeah. also from this state. So shout yeah, out and to Julius for that. Plenty of other players doing that as well, but I oh, did see yeah. the Julius Peppers one. So what's on the docket for today's show? Well, uh, golf got started, men's and women's. That's what we're going to start with. We're definitely going to continue mm-hmm. our discussion of men's and women's soccer. Both teams having a winning season. Both teams doing well so far. A couple notes on track and field and swimming, and of course volleyball. As well as, you know, NC State football. And the Panthers' um, close game as well. But to kick that off, we're going to get you updated on golf. The season started in John's absence and in our absence because of the hurricane. Um, We had the Gopher Invitational in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, the Wolfpack uh, finished seventh. The Wolfpack men, out of 15 teams, they finished uh, one position above the middle. So, Mm -hmm. upper half. Not too bad. You know. We got the same names you have recognized if you listened to the show last year. With the standings, Stephen Franken tied for 11th, and Easton Paxton uh, tied for 23rd. Yeah, it was a, a par 71, so uh, Stephen Franken overall shot one over on the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. Easton Paxton, four over. Solid outing for those two. They finished individually uh, tie 11th and tied for 23rd, respectively. Uh, they both led off with uh, 69s, actually, two under. Uh, had a couple, had a rough... Um, a rough second round, but, um, you know, Stephen Franken, he's the defending ACC player of the year. He bounced back with a nice 72 in the third round. So so up next, they have, they're have they playing, which is today, Friday the 21st, yes. at the Maui Gym Intercollegiate held in Maribel Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona. I bet that is hot. I do not envy playing golf in but Arizona right now. But it's a dry right heat, now. John. Yeah, but it's, it's a dry heat. But it's Arizona. There's there's nothing there. I have, I've it's never like been to Franklin Arizona. County. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. There is there is not a lot in Franklin kidding. County. Anyway, so that's what we have for uh, men's golf. Other other top five finishers for the pack were Benjamin Ship, Harrison Rhodes, and Christian Sazier. So um, women's golf, 
first tournament of the year, the Cougar Classic in South Carolina. Uh, yeah, this tournament was shortened to 36 holes rather than 54. Uh, a two-day tournament, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but they actually played most of the 36 holes on uh, Monday, last Monday, uh, because play was suspended on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then the la- the final round was canceled on Tuesday. NC State finished 11th out of 19 teams. Uh, Laura Kowal, she shot four under 70 in both rounds um, to lead the pack. Tied 15th overall. Naomi Ko, tied 36. Monica Hartle, India Clyburn, both tied for 64th. And Mia Sankapong, tied for 83rd. Um, we also withdrew from the Mercedes-Benz Collegiate in Tennessee. And we will be out of action for nearly a month, but mm-hmm. we will be back October 12th through 14th at the Chapel Hill Invitational in Chapel Hill, of course. Back and better than ever. So that's the latest on the golf. You're only going to hear that right here on Packers Life Sports Show. By the way, give us a follow on Twitter, at Packers Life NCSU. Got to plug it there. Chugging right along. Men's soccer. Um, going into, um, on John's last show, we were undefeated. Mm-hmm. John left and we lost. So I'm going to... I'm gonna. This loss, I think, is on you, John. Yeah, obviously. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but we talked about this uh, two weeks ago with I, I Carson. Quit. I'm done. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come back. Come back. He actually took his headphones off. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm what back. a mad lad. But um, we played number one in the country, Wake Forest, the Friday that Carson was here. We talked about that show. We were missing arguably our best player in Manny Perez because he was called up to play for the U-20 national team for Wolfpack legend Tab Ramos. Mm-hmm. But we lost to Wake Forest, our first loss of the year, 3 to nothing at Wake Forest at the best team in the nation for the last like five years or ten years. The Wake Forest men's soccer program is ridiculous. Yeah, the only way that we're able to beat Wake Forest is by striking first and packing it in on defense. If Wake Forest scores first, which they tend to do, they're yeah, the they top team in the country. Yeah, they had 15 goals in the first five games going into that so, game versus state. So 18 and six. Yeah, yeah. that's a three goal average. But yeah, uh, when Wake Forest scores first, they're nearly impossible to beat because if they want to, they can pack it in. And that's, uh, you know, they can't score on that. They're just insane. Also, there's a bunch of like Dukes also in the top five as well. We didn't fall far. We went to the, went into that uh, game at number four, which was the highest ranking in the men's soccer program history, according to the top drawer soccer ranking which i think is the most like kind of steady and reliable one Mm -hmm. there's a couple other ones but we always go with the top drawer one favors the acc a lot which we think is fairly accurate exactly Mm -hmm. so we're we're highlighting what we think is right on the show anyway so we bounced back with the loss to wake forest we came back and hosted quinnipiac 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 yeah but there's a piac at the end there's a pia but you are not good with names yeah, but it's a P.I. But you are not good with it's, names. It's a, it's a P.I. sound. <laughs> the so, NC State fell from number four to number six in the rankings. I'm almost certain that's Quinnipiac. Gabriel Machado, he scored his third game-winning goal of the season. Oh, my gosh. Machado. And we won uh, one to zero. He scored in the 56th minute off assist from Ivy Brisma and Caleb Martinez. And uh, Leon Kraft, our goalkeeper, earned his 10th shutout, only his 24th start. A testament not only to him, but also to NC State's uh, great defense. Yeah, a couple games ago, uh, we talked about it on the show with Carson, but one of the back linemen, Schnuli, got uh, the game winner in double overtime mm-hmm. as a defenseman, and obviously they're just putting in work on both sides of the field because, like you said, 24 career games for Kremp, and he has 10 shutouts, which is a little less than 50%. I'm not going to do the... 10 clean sheets, that's... That's yeah, yeah, really, not, really good. That's 40%. Yeah, we outshot or about the Bobcats. I said that right. 17 to 6 with eight of those shots being on goal. So there's a keeper had to make seven saves. So moves us to uh 5 1 and 0 on the season, but we are 4 0 and 0 in Dale and we also play that game without Perez. So Quinnipiac or Quinnipiac has no wins on the year. They're winless. So that was a game that we probably should have won by more, but again, we were still missing Perez. He was still playing on the national team. Um for in that time frame, because that was almost two weeks ago this yeah. happened, we had two games postponed. Our game versus Pittsburgh was postponed and moved to September 25th because that's a conference game. But in our game versus Stetson has, as of right now, not been rescheduled. So it's up in yeah. the air whether that's going to be rescheduled or not. I know you don't think it will be. I don't I don't think it will be because it's a smaller opponent and we're getting into ACC play mm-hmm. as of right now. Like uh, We're number six in the country we're hosting number 16 Virginia Tech. Getting so into ACC play. Getting into ACC. Great transition. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that's actually today at five. So right when this show ends, uh, we are hosting Virginia Tech. You can go over and support the pack at Dale Soccer Park. Students get in free. Mm-hmm. Go and support the pack. It's Friday. Yeah, and no if excuses. That's, if that's not a reason enough, <laughs> there's a couple promotions going up. It's student government night. It's high school night. Free pairs of Wolfpack socks are given away to the first 200 students in attendance. That's actually so. kind of tempting. I, I like socks. I mean, I also like Wolfpack soccer. I'm wearing, wearing flip flops right I now. Am, uh, I, like I won't be able to go tonight. I normally would have, but yeah. PSA, there is a free comedy show on <laughs> campus that I, full disclosure, am performing in. It's improv, not stand-up. I couldn't do that. But it's at 7 on campus, so you could go to the soccer game. I know you can't because you have work, John, but you could yeah. go to the soccer game <laughs> and then go over to Riddick Hall in room 301 and then go to the comedy show, and it's done by 8.30. Support the pack in multiple ways. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I like the spirit, John. We had some athletes nominated for ACC uh, Women's Athlete of the Year. Uh, two graduate pack athletes, distance runner Erica Kemp and swimmer Alexia Zevnik, they've been selected to represent the ACC as nominees for the 2018 NCAA Woman of the Year Award is typically given to graduating female student athletes. Uh, Erica Kemp, she had a great uh, NC State career, stellar track and field season. She won a bronze medal in the 10,000 meters mm-hmm. at the last ACC Outdoor Championships, and she placed first in regional qualifying in the 5,000 and also earned All-American honors at the NCAA Championships in the same event. Yeah, uh, Zevnik, she was the top scorer for the women's uh, uh, team uh, last year. She also represented her home country of Canada in the World Championships, or there was a, yeah, in internet, she is on the Canada national team, yeah. is what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. So obviously uh, a couple of stellar athletes that could be representing the ACC for Women of the Year. Yeah, she won three individual gold medals at the ACC Championships, including the 100 back, 200 back, and 200 IM. She also won titles in the 400 free and 400 medley relays. So overall, five top finishes for Zevnik to uh, cap off a stellar career at NC State. Uh, She went on to secure two top 10 finishes at the NCAA finals as well. Yeah, that's uh, the women finished in the top 20 at that, if I remember correctly. Like, it was 18th. 17th or 18th. Yeah, I think think it was 18th. I think you're right. Yeah. So a little bit down Mm -hmm. from what they were the year before when they finished like eighth, but you know, it's going to come right back up. Swimming and diving season is starting back up in the next couple weeks here. Oh, yeah. So you're going to hear about that right here on Pack is Life. So moving on, we have women's soccer also. When John left, they were undefeated, so I'm putting this loss on you as well, yeah, John. Um, we lost to Nebraska 2-1. <laughs> to one. It was our first loss of the season. Nebraska opened the scoring in the 39th minute and then scored uh, eight minutes later, doubled their lead in the 47th minute off of a header, off of a corner. So they were on top of us 2-0 to zero before we could even get on the board. Yeah, Ziara King, of course, I mean, of course, she scores in every game, but she uh, cut our deficit in half in the 63rd minute. She beat two defenders inside the box, finished to the far left post. We couldn't find the equalizer, though, even though we had a total of seven shots in the final 20 minutes, including three in the last two minutes. But Nebraska, you know, packed it in on defense, no yeah. pun intended. We outshot them 15 to seven, seven uh, shots on goal. Wow. wow. Just as many shots as they have. It's just, you know, in soccer, the only stat that counts is goals. Goals at the end of the yep, game. Goals at the end of the game. It would have been our third overtime game of the year, though, yeah. as well. Sometimes so. sometimes a loss like that can be better than... A, oh, it's definitely better than losing in overtime. Yeah, can for sure. Your legs, for sure. But uh, We bounced back with yeah, a 1-0 win back. over UNC, Greensboro. Uh, NC State uh, <laughs> scored first when Kia Rankin scored her third goal of the year. Uh, also, she won ACC Player of the Week. I think we talked about when you were out, but she did win ACC Player mm-hmm. of the Week. That was in the ninth minute. Chrissy uh, Schuster received a through ball from Paige Griffiths and made a crossing pass to Rankin from the right side of the six-yard box, and Rankin was able to finish it in the top left corner of the net. Sydney Wooden, she collected her fourth shutout of the season, 21st of her career. She is two away for time for third all-time among the program in shutouts. We outshot them 17-5, to five, five shots on goal, and we won four, four corner kicks compared to Greensboro's lone corner kick yeah so well i mean unc greensboro yeah 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 unc greensboro but uh, uh <laughs> we did not uh fare as well versus wake forest um we lost to wake forest two to nothing now we didn't score no need to really go in and for- <laughs> talk about that brings yeah. our record to seven two and one still a great start for the women's soccer team not undefeated like it was before but we are still in a really good position 
um, in in uh, for the women's program. Yeah, seven, two, and one. Hopefully, that's what the Browns will be at in like six weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Yeah, seven weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dope. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that later in the show. I know you are excited to talk about that, and yes. you watched the game last yes. night. Right now, we got to get we'll these get to it. <laughs> non-revenue uh, sports. Uh, volleyball. A lot has gone on. Uh, first, in chronological order, we played the Campbell Camels, and uh, we won in straight sets, 25-19, 25-11, and 25-20. Not even really close there. Yeah, a team attacking percentage of 269. Uh, Campbell had a .038 clip. That's the lowest that we've held an opponent to this entire season. Uh, Mackenzie Kuchmaner. She had a match-high 20 digs, third-highest total by any ACC player in a three-set match this season. Yep, uh, that was NC State. They won their last five meetings against Campbell, and it moves them to, at that point, five and three on the year, while the Camels fell to two and eight. Much better start than last year when we started, I think, 0-5. 0-5, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we played a tough strength of schedule, but it's you know it's good to see the... Wolfpack winning to start the year. Yeah, so. Carson uh, watches most of their games, and he uh, talked about last week that um, he thinks this is an NCAA tournament team once again with the talent and the schedule that we have. I don't have. doubt it, yeah. yeah. I, I don't doubt it. And it's going to be exciting to see the rest of the season unfold. We had the ACC-SEC Challenge, not in football, not in basketball, but in volleyball, yeah. <laughs> versus Arkansas. We were down two sets to one. And it came back to win in five sets. Yeah, we set a season high with 12 blocks, snapping a three-game win streak by the Razorbacks. It's our third five-set win of the year. We're undefeated on the year when recording a higher attacking percentage than our opponent. That makes sense. Uh, Teddy Sopitan led all players in the match. She had 17 kills with a personal 286 attacking percentage. Melissa Evans also had 13 kills and more put down 11. Lauren Terry had... Nine kills on 14 attempts. Did not commit an error to chart a 643 attacking percentage. So that moves the pack to 6-3 and three on the year, going to a game versus the Georgia Bulldogs, a really good squad in the SEC, and we lost that one in straight sets, 3 to nothing. but they were all really close, 26-24, 25-22, and 25-21. So not a single set being decided by more than five points, but we weren't able to uh, get any of those wins. So I really... De- um, deceptively close match, mm-hmm. if you could say that, losing uh, three sets to none against a good team too. Georgia's nine and two, and we're six and four. If you flip the script, we're seven and three, and they're eight and three. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, not much difference between the two teams. So that it's a it's it's a it's a a moral victory when you when you play a team with a better record that mm-hmm. close. Like obviously, you want to win a set or maybe even two or win the match, but. You know, we didn't get blown out. Yeah, we didn't get dominated way. is yeah. the better way. We actually um, only had one less kill. Georgia, even though winning all three sets, mm-hmm. had 47 to our 46 uh, kills for the match. So that would tell you how evenly the match was played. We did have 18 attacking errors to just nine for the Bulldogs. So that was yeah. a huge determining factor. As Like I said before, each uh, set was determined by less than five points. Tanny Soptan, she led once again with 16 kills. And we open our ACC schedule at home this weekend with games against Louisville at 7 tonight and Notre Dame at 1 p.m. Sunday. So, so. that is uh, ACC schedule starting up. That's where we uh, bounced back last year. That's wh- it's where we will bounce back because the ACC is actually pretty weak in volleyball besides teams like us in UNC. If I re- yeah, because we, we must have been 5-5 five and five or 4-6 and six going into the uh, ACC last year yeah. because we started 0-5. Got a win streak going. Yeah, I think we won our first like 11, 11 conference games. 11, yeah. It was, it was pretty insane. Well, that's all we have for all the non-revenue sports. We're going to take a quick break. This is a song that is not selected by John. We're going to have uh, one of John's songs later. This is, <laughs> once again, my buddy Cade gave me this song. This is uh, called Good Radio. So we're all about that by the Weary Band. That's all we are. We're going to be right back on Packers Life Sports Show 88.1 WKNC. Is live sports show 88.1 Benjamin Denton and John Hinton coming at you live on the campus of North Carolina State University. Um, we're 
in that part of the program where we're going to talk about what you guys want to hear about in the men's football. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have a game coming up. Well, first of all, before we talk about that, our game, of course, as you almost certainly know, versus West Virginia was canceled. Not postponed, but canceled. And I know from what I saw, that was that was a good decision in that it was precautionary and it was bracing for the worst. Yeah. Much better to have not had a game in weather we probably could have played in versus still scheduling a game in a hurricane full-on hitting Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, that would so, have been bad. Undoubtedly, a good decision made there, safety first. But also, West Virginia had no interest in accommodating us at all and yeah. like rescheduling the game. Partly, I think, because they were scared like <laughs> that we would beat them in a game that right now they're in the top 25. Yeah. They don't have to prove they're good to the people that yeah. watch at home. So they had nothing to gain from this game looking into it because obviously these games are decided years in advance. And so West Virginia had no did had did not want to play us especially in Raleigh. I mean obviously we canceled because of the hurricane, but they did not want to play us at all. But I want yeah. to ask you John, okay, with the opportunity to impress people watching, in, including those that vote in the top 25 and in the college football playoff poll, we had a premier uh, opponent coming in. We had a Heisman caliber quarterback mm-hmm. and a great football team coming into Raleigh. If we had get if we get a win there, that could be something that is changes the course of the season. So what do you think? Do you think this was more of a missed opportunity for a win, or do you think we kind of dodged a bullet here, not playing a team that probably would have beat us? You know, I think it's I think it's kind of a missed opportunity for a win. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's the way I'm leaning. Like you know the the optimist in me is like, oh well. Uh yeah, we we would have beaten them, but but the the realist tells me that we probably would have lost. I mean, it was like, first game of the season, but we did have trouble with James Madison. Yes, the one of the best teams at their division, which was a division lower than us. And yeah. then West Virginia is coming in as a really good program in our division. The only thing, uh, I think that we had a chance to beat them. Absolutely, it definitely would have been a shootout. I think the that Will Greer would have torn us apart on defense. Mm-hmm. I think that our defense, uh, we need a wake-up call, but we don't need a wake-up call and a loss at home. Yeah, so we I'm, did I'm, only surrender seven points versus Georgia State, so that was yeah, a lot of improvement there. Mighty Georgia there. State. But uh, JMU scored uh, enough, Yeah, you know, <laughs> enough think, to concern us. I think, I think it, was it, was 20, it was 13. Yeah. It was 24-13, but, I mean, they moved the ball. It was less about how many I mean their quarterback was an FBS quarterback. Ben DiNucci yeah. was on Pittsburgh last year and yeah. sliced us up then. So Yeah. Apparently so, Ben DiNucci had our number. But so you think that we probably think, dodged a bullet there. I think we dodged a bullet, but the the fan in me would love to go back and play that game. Because oh, for sure. You know, I I'm I'm a believer in Finley and I, I'm a believer that, you know, he could light up uh he could light up their defense for six touchdowns, just like Will Greer could light up mm-hmm. our defense for six touchdowns. So if I'm looking at long term, I'm probably glad that NC State skipped this game because mm-hmm. it gives us a chance to go into conference play undefeated. It gives us a chance to really only have to win two more tough games for the rest of the season. Clemson and, Clemson and Boston College. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boston College. Boston College is good, by the way. Boston College is in the top 25 right now, for those of you that don't know. That very, surprised me when I saw that the other very day. Very well deserved. They're they're good again. They got a good passing game, which is unreal. Well, that's new. A good defense, which is not really new. Yeah. The, they, the defense is not new, but the good passing game is very, very new. Mm-hmm. They may, may they might have not had a good passing game at Boston College since Matt Ryan was there. No, they really haven't, yeah. Matt Ryan, probably the best passer in school history. I mean, it is Boston College. Yeah. I don't want to. I, I, I mean, don't want us eight, to sound like we're Matt Ryan fans here because oh, no, I not. am not. Yeah, but I mean, Tim Tebow is the best quarterback in Florida history, but he didn't turn out in the pros. So what I'm hearing here Cam is Cam Newton is the best quarterback who went to Florida. That's true. Yeah. That's true. What I'm heard before that was that Tim Tebow equals Matt Ryan, and I like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, Matt Ryan. Tim, Tim's a more high character guy than Matt Ryan. Tim Tebow is awesome. But yeah. anyway. So you think we dodged a bullet West Virginia. I will say another aspect of this is we missed a week in college football. Mm-hmm. All these other teams that got wins got a chance to move up in the rankings. Of course, other teams that lost moved down, and we stayed stagnant. We're not in the rankings, but we didn't lose ground or gain ground. So West Virginia, I this probably hurt them more than it did us 
honestly. Yeah. Because with a win in Raleigh, they would have probably jumped the rankings even more. So yeah. I think it was kind of a lose-lose for both parties, obviously, because we want to get play football games. And as a fan, very selfishly, I wanted to go to this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so excited when I got my ticket, my parking pass. I was like, all right, I'm going to be, you know, in the tailgate lot at 7 a.m. And I'm going to be in line to get in the stadium at, you know, 1.30, two hours before the game. But uh, there's a chance that we could reschedule, Mm -hmm. not with West Virginia, because they we have different bye weeks, but Mm -hmm. other teams that got a game canceled that we could play that we have the same bye week as the most notable one is Appalachian State. I don't want to play App State. No, I would love no, to play App State. No, no, no. I would love to play no, App no, no, State because no, 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 no. It would get it would listen. That's a no-win situation. Listen to me. Did you see Penn State? Listen to me. Yes, I saw Penn State. They still won. It would get national attention. It'd be fun. I have a lot of friends at App State. You know, I don't. I don't hate them like would I do ECU. Would it be ECU. fun if they come and beat us? That's not going to be fun. Well, you know what? If they come and beat us, then we. Probably would have gotten destroyed by West App Virginia. State is a good football program, yeah. though. So is West Virginia. Well, everything's about matchup. You can't say, "Ooh, I don't want to play app. I don't want to play app. I don't want to play app." Well, but then be like, "Oh, we I have want nothing to gain." West Virginia. We have nothing to gain from playing. That's not App really State. true. No, if we beat App State, it's gonna be like, "All right, good job. You did what you're supposed to." It's kind of fan to. service, dude. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Every- it gives people that missed out on that game another game. I think it would happen if it does happen, and that sounds like it could. Yeah. I personally. If I could pick someone to play, would not pick an FCS program as good as App State. You don't yeah. want to play I mean, the good true. ones because they don't weigh more. Like JMU, yeah, was a good one. JMU was a good FCS Dominant. program. Yeah. They're... So when these uh, committees are looking at your schedule at the end of the year and deciding your bowl games, they see FCS win equals uh, not a positive, sometimes a negative. The fact if you have more than uh, more than one or two FCS programs, we've already played. JMU, Georgia yeah. State's a low FBS team. Here's the, here's the thing though, twelve and twelve and zero looks better than eleven and zero. Obviously, we're not going to go twelve and zero. Why ten, not? Ten and two looks better than nine and two. Yes, ten win season. It's it's less about the the risk and more about if we lose two so games. So the, the reward, what we have to gain, is the yeah, extra win. The ten win season. You know, okay. we want to um, we want to win all these games. We want to beat. Uh, Every team, except let's say we lose to Clemson and Boston College. Mm-hmm. Let's say that happens, and we win the rest of our games, we'll be nine and two. Do you remember when we That's were talking about season? You talking about the schedule before the season, and we saw Florida State. Yeah, we Clemson. were worried about that. We were oh, worried about man. Florida State. Florida State. Those were the days. There's a video I saw on uh, House of Highlights, I think, of them just doing dances in practice, and it's like. Yeah, okay, like, this is why they're bad. Oh, no, that's not fair. That is not fair at all. Bro, they were doing Oklahoma drills. They were doing dances and then running at each other and hitting each other. I don't know. If you want to if you want to spice up the practices, make it more fun, yeah. like, they could isolate after one two, clip. After losing to they could isolate, Troy? They could isolate one clip and be like, this is, yeah. like, they're dancing at practice. But, People did this all the time when Cam Newton wasn't that good. Be like, oh, look at him dancing. Oh, look at him well, doing this. But and, that's different. That's different because uh, because Florida State's 0-2 and, and they've lost to not good teams. And they're really, that doesn't mean that, like, they're really, really bad. I'm not saying they're having super productive practices. They might be the worst team in the ACC. Could be. But what I'm saying is it's not fair to like just look at one thing and go, that's why they're bad. I feel like not many people are seriously oh, making I'm, that I'm claim. I'm joking about that, but it, I just thought it was kind of funny that yeah. after starting 0-2, they're dancing in practice. Or 0-3, actually. After starting 0-3, they're dancing mm-hmm. in practice, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, they're no. people too. They're not. Their whole lives aren't football. Like you can oh, still know. have a happy life and play for the Browns. Joe Thomas is just evidence of that. Look at Baker, dude. Yeah, oh, he's man. one Oh, uh, we got to talk about. We'll, that we'll get to it in we'll a little bit. So. We do have Marshall this weekend. They're in FBS school, and we played them last year. They actually played a pretty tough game. Yeah, uh, Randy Moss Jr. I don't. I don't remember his name. I feel bad for not remembering his name, but uh, I call him Randy Moss Jr. because Randy Moss went to Marshall. Uh, and Randy he Moss greatest, us up. He's the greatest of all time. Had, I think he had over 250 yards receiving. He had over us. 200. I don't think he had over 250, but he was he was carving up our defense. Even though we won uh, pretty dominantly, I think he only, they only scored. I think it was like 41 14 or something like 40, that. It was 41 14, but it was 14 14 at halftime. Oh yeah, yep. I remember that. We scored 27 unanswered in the second half. But the only difference is that this game's at Marshall in the mountains of West Virginia. 
And uh, last year roads. was in Raleigh. Country roads take me home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know Marshall was in West Virginia. Yeah. Funny enough, we were going to play West Virginia at home and then travel to West Virginia to play Marshall. Okay. Now, this might be a semantics question. Okay. I don't know if you have the answer. I probably But do. me as a dumb fan, <laughs> why couldn't we have just played the game in West Virginia? Like, do they have something going on in their stadium? Because um, NC State profits from home games. West Virginia does not profit from away games. So, so we West Virginia was going to... Um, we also don't profit when we don't have a game. Well, they, they were going to have to sell tickets. They were going to have to you know, get student tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were going to have to give all that money back to us because of the contract that we have with them. Uh, so they're not going to host the game without... Uh, you know, This is why we have you profit. on the show, John. Thank you. I like I genuinely I had thank like, you. That was a genuine question on my part. No, that, I had no clue. Like, why can't we just move into West Virginia, guys? So yeah. we got that resolved. So Mar- Marshall's two and zero though. Um, thundering herd. They had their game against yeah, thundering herd. They had their game against South Carolina canceled because it was in South Carolina because of Hurricane Florence. Do you um, know what would be really cool? What is if their mascot was uh like a a a Colin Cowherd. <laughs> Like on the guy on Coward. who was on ESPN is now on Fox. Yeah, interesting. Character. He drives me crazy. He I, drives me crazy. I don't think do he's genuine. With, no, he can't be genuine at all. But I mean, hey, he's on national radio, and and we're here on yeah. the best radio station in the country. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. Um. Anyway, so you think we're gonna get the win against Marshall? I th- I think we'll get the win. I think uh they'll play us pretty well. We started out both games down seven nothing. Slow to starts, inferior yeah. opponents. I think. Marshall, they'll probably put a touchdown on the board, especially if, you know, uh, we defer and they get the ball first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I expect us to pull it out. I Marshall hasn't really played anybody. They're 2-0. and But uh, similar to us, they haven't really played anybody, although they kind of returned the same chorus last year. So you kind of expect a similar result, maybe not as lopsided because it's in uh, West Virginia. But... Um, but yeah, ex- expect a win. And also, football is expect all about routine, and we are really out of our routine in that you know we missed a game. Yeah, well, so are they. Had a hurricane. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's true. But yeah. they're also at home, right back in it's their true. routine. That is true. So yep. we'll see how that turns out. Going from football to more football, <laughs> you watched the game last it's night. Football season. The Cleveland Browns won for the first time in mm-hmm. like 635 days. That's right. Now you know this because I texted this to you personally. I think I was to you. I texted to a lot of people. Yeah. But the Browns, I said this at the beginning of the year, are my second favorite team. Like yeah. I'm not I will say I'm a bandwagon Browns fan in yeah. the same way that I just love the Browns because just I felt sorry for them. And I am so happy about them finally oh, getting a win and in the way they got it. Yeah. From what I heard, because I did not see the game last night. It felt like a Super Bowl. It really did. Like the fans were screaming, crying. When Baker was just completing passes, <laughs> dicing like, them up. That's how that it was. Pretty awesome. Uh, I I like the Browns because one of my uh, best friends is, uh, or two of my best friends actually are both uh, Browns fans, and uh, you know just seeing the pain that this franchise has put them through, it, it's made me very sympathetic. That and Zane Gonzalez, man. Oh, Zane Gonzalez. Oh gosh, just another. Bless his heart. He's honestly. the last true Brown. Because they cut oh, it's a new era. and they win. It's a new era of Browns. The Browns are good now. So the you Browns are back. Josh Gordon is <laughs> one of those true Browns. Uh, yeah, Josh Gordon was a true Brown. He couldn't stay on the field. Yeah, say what you want about his talent, he'll stay on the field now. Yeah, because he's in New England. I mean, of course. I will say this right now: if I if Johnny Manziel had been drafted to the Patriots, he would be in the NFL today, and he would be, He'd be a Jimmy quarterback Garoppolo. right now. Wait, do you think he'd be starting yes. over Brady? Yes. Okay, well, that's a bit more no, than I... No, he would I... be starting over Brady. I think Brady would have been traded by now. Really? Yeah, Bill Belichick doesn't care about Brady. He just cares about winning. Okay, well, yeah, so you're agreeing with me. I think that where a player is drafted um, has a huge effect. And the fact that Johnny went to Cleveland is kind of... And where it's just an, yeah. not a good organization. And he was with Josh Gordon. Yeah. So those two guys didn't need each other. And now I am I'm I feel really bad for the rest of the NFL that the Patriots stole Josh Gordon... For almost yep. nothing. And then a fifth round pick. But for Josh Gordon's sake, I don't think he could have gone to a better organization that's gonna make him, you know, get his stuff together. Yeah. And I'm not saying he doesn't have his stuff together because according to reports, like the Browns didn't cut him because it was 
Um, they didn't cut him for um, a failed drug test. Yeah. Which is funny because he's failed like five in the past and he's, you know, been mostly so I think out. A, reportedly or something like he just showed up late or, or something like that. He showed that. up late and they said it was the final straw and he got injured not doing practice. Yeah, yeah. So he, he injured his hamstring. It was a story a of an shoot. organization doing what good organizations do, and they don't put up with, yeah. with stuff from players. It just looks bad because they did it about three years too late. Yeah. Either you you ride the the ship all the way to the shore, or you. But it could, like you just said, this could be ship. the new Browns. They yeah. cut Josh Gordon yeah. because yeah, they is. weren't going to take it from him because he was good. They cut their kicker when he was bad. Of course, a lot of teams cut their kickers last week. But now mm-hmm. it's a new a new leaf, and for Josh Gordon, I don't think he could have gone to a better organization than the Patriots. Honestly, even though I hate the Patriots, yeah, I mean, who doesn't hate the Patriots? But uh, let's talk about Baker because <sighs> I've I've been saying Baker should start. For the record, me and you both said Josh we, we Rosen both, was going to be better. We yes, and I still think Josh Rosen is going to be better. And I, I do think, not, but I am not going to sit here and I, claim I said Baker was going to be good all along. I thought he'd be good, but I think. I think I think Josh Rosen's about to. Um, he's not going to get the start this weekend against the Bears, but when Sam Bradford gets eaten alive by Khalil Mack, I think he'll be in the game physically. And eaten I alive, think he'll probably probably physically eaten alive because you know Sam Bradford's like like Gumby, only he's not tall. And Khalil Mack <laughs> is literally a monster. I could just see it too. Yeah. Like someone but, should draw a graphic. But of Baker it. was accurate. Uh, he was prepared. He was ready. Mm-hmm. He wasn't nervous at all. I don't think he made a single bad. Well, he made one bad throw in the mm-hmm. end zone, but it was it was broken up. But he really didn't make a, a bad throw outside of that one, and that was on third and goal. He was trying to make something happen. He um, threw an absolute dime to Jarvis Landry when they were driving in the third quarter, and I, I just... He feels like Russell Wilson. So it feels like this is different. This is different than... This is different, yeah. Every other young quarterback that's come through Cleveland. Yes, every... Um, there's like an... A different energy. You this could, could have been why the Browns drafted Baker, because that's what they talked about. Why he blew them away, and yeah. apparently he blew away all the other teams as well mm-hmm. in the off the field stuff as well. And so maybe it's all coming to fruition. Maybe it's maybe Baker's the guy that turns that around. I'll you tell know, you what. I really think you can't. I think he is. I think. Um, I mean, it's it could be an overreaction. He I think for, it is a little bit. I want to see more stuff. He threw for two hundred yards and a a half though. I mean, yeah that. I'm not saying it wasn't great, but yeah. I'm just, I don't want to be like, that's what people have heard this probably all day. If you haven't been listening to sports radio before this show, yeah. have just talked about how Baker Mayfield is the real deal in Cleveland. I personally think he could be, and I want him to be yeah. so badly. Yeah. And he does look a lot like Johnny Manziel on the football field. Just like, no, not dude. play style, but like, he looks like he could he's be He's the Johnny. same size and he's wearing the same uniform. Yeah, but he's got like, like he's got a similar build and, and whatnot. Just, it looks like it could be Johnny out there. I think... The way he plays reminds me of Russell Wilson, maybe mm-hmm. a tad less athletic because he had a couple nice escapes last night. He's got a, a really strong arm, and he's only like what five eleven, six foot. Yeah, I, I think, think he's six feet, six feet tall. Kind of like Drew Brees too, mm-hmm. and I mean they just you know the short quarterbacks that know what they're doing, and there's it's it's hard to put into words, but like he has it, he he's has got it. it, he's got it. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. There we he's go. Got it. So. Uh, Enough about Baker Mayfield, and we're going to talk about him for sure. Oh, in definitely. Coming shows oh, definitely. We're all Browns fans now, as the whole country was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Panthers played the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta in a game where Cam Newton would look like 2015 Cam Newton, yeah. in my humble opinion. And <laughs> O line was missing three starters from the beginning of the season, two starters that we had just last week. And um, we were missing Greg Olson and. Cam Newton balled out, but it wasn't enough because our defense. We were missing Torrey Smith too, who kept dropping everything and false starting until the uh, until the touchdown. Until the catch, touchdown, which yeah. was a pretty sweet catch. It was a good catch. Bunches has been off. Bunches had seven catches, but a couple drops. A couple really crucial drops. I think both yeah. these drops were on third down. Yeah. I yeah. know we had one in the second half. That was like, what, what are you doing? That was bad. Jarius Bird actually. I mean, Jarius Wright actually. Um, He's, kind of he's Jericho Cotri, just like they said before the exactly, season. Exactly, yeah. And that's what we need. I mean, not Super Bowl Jericho Cotri. Super Bowl Jericho Cotri was not good, but before the Super Bowl, Jericho Clutchery was really good. He was, yeah. But this offense, we have a lot of speed. Christian McCaffrey might be the best weapon in the NFL. He's the PPR king in fantasy. I know. That's yeah. why I drafted him my first pick. Yeah, good Get job. 14 receptions. Who won this week? Um, You did. Yeah, that's right. But you had Patrick Mahomes. 
Oh my gosh, who could have seen that coming? I did. Yeah, you I did. started him. <laughs> I drafted Kareem Hunt this year, and he's he's been okay. Yeah, I got Gurley, Mahomes. I also have Fitzpatrick, Adam Thielen, that. AJ Green, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. All right, we get it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I will tell you, it's not real. It's fantasy. Yeah, this is not real life, John. It's not. It, it doesn't even matter. You want yeah, I, I offered Benjamin a trade, and he texted me. He's like, "Do you really think I would be interested in that trade?" No, was that like, was a more of a. Do you really <laughs> expect me to take this? I, I know. I was just. <laughs> you offered me. It's not important. Don't this worry is, about it. Don't worry. This about is, it. is not. Important. But I think the Panthers' uh, offense, like you said, we played well. Our running game was kind of non-existent, except for Cam Newton. Well, we were also playing from behind for a lot of the game. Yeah, too. that's true. We were leading ten to three. For a lot. Did you, the, uh, did you, I know you did. You saw the hit from Casey. Yeah, that Has was he awful. been suspended? Yet? He's not going to be suspended. He's going to be fined. That was one of the worst hits I've seen as yeah. far as not a football play hit. There's been harder hits, of course. Oh, yeah. But there was a very clear intention to take Cam Newton out of the game. It's kind of like uh, when Jim McMahon uh, got slammed to the ground. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, not a few years ago, 1986. Quite a few years ago. After after the 85 Bears season, he got like, you know, a broken collarbone from a cheap shot. They picked him up and slammed him into the ground. It wasn't that severe, but it it kind of feels like that. You know, he was going for Cam's head. He knows that Cam has had a concussion or two yeah, he in ducked. the past. After he, he was looking up. He had heads up football. Yeah. Saw Cam was sliding, then lowered the head yeah. and tried to take him out. It's just Falcons, man. It's Falcons. They their their whole franchise is you know they play dirty just like the Saints. And I mean, aren't I, they the Dirty Birds? Isn't that what Dirty Birds is just a name for a Falcon? Okay, because they they eat dead things. Uh, they don't they don't kill. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, yeah, Dirty Birds. That's what they do. That's what I was going. They for try when to hurt I players. It, yeah. I I, <laughs> I know I know. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to not hate the Falcons, but I'm really on that train. I hate Matt Ryan. I yeah. hate all the Falcons. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate Justin Hardy. I wish the Panthers had him. Not because we really need a receiver. Just because former walk-on went to ECU was all-time leading receptions leader in the NCAA when he left school. Like just Justin Hardy was awesome. Yeah, and I wish he wasn't on a terrible team like the Falcons. Uh, what do you think is going to happen this week when we take on the Bengals? That is going to be interesting. Bengals are two and zero. Yeah, Andy Dalton's been looking good. AJ Green's been looking unstoppable. But he's been looking like the best receiver in the league so far. Low key. Has been the best receiver since he came into the league. But yeah, because, honestly, because he's on Cincinnati and he's not in New York and he didn't have one catch on Sunday okay, night. Okay, Odell slander will not be tolerated. Get to the point. <laughs> AJ Green has been really good ever since he came yes. into the league. Yeah, yeah agreed. But Absolutely. If anyone has the players to stop him, we do. James Bad, uh, James Bradbury, who James is now Badbury. he is James Bradbury right now. <laughs> he shut down Julio Jones. Julio Jones didn't get oh, anything yeah. without James Badbury right there on him. Yeah. And he matches up very well. He's really good. Like I said before, he's Josh Norman all over again, except probably a lot smarter player in that he doesn't say stuff that might come back to bite him. Yeah. But we got the Josh Norman swagger back with uh, Jackson in the secondary. Yeah. And Hopefully he, he can play this weekend. He's showed us that he is the he's a, he's feast or famine, you know? Mm-hmm. He's going to go for the pick six, and he might get beat for a touchdown. He's going to go for the big hit, too. And honestly... With James Bradbury on the other side being very, very steady and not getting beat over the top, and just he'll take, he'll give you seven yards underneath, but you're not getting any more because he's going to make the tackle. I think it's a really good balance that we're going to have on the outside for the next couple years until Bradbury's rookie contract expires yeah. and then eventually Jackson's, and we're going to have to pay one of them probably because they look to be really good. Yeah. It's a really good balance. We're missing our safety. Uh, Cersei is put on IR. Yeah. We were talking about for the mm-hmm. show, two concussions in 30 days. Yeah, that's an NFL rule. You get shut down for the season if that happens, which is a good rule of course because, yeah. you know, concussions are probably the most serious injuries in the in the mm-hmm. they're definitely the most serious injuries in the sport. And me and you were uh texting during the game, but Keekley started out really great. Yeah. Textbook Luke and Missed then a couple tackles. In third quarter, Keekley was not Keekley. He was like Sean Lee yeah. Keekley a little bit. Yeah. I yeah, it's it's it was weird. It it wasn't that he was like concussed or anything like that. He just didn't look like himself. He just yeah. It was almost like he had an off day, which we haven't seen probably since his rookie season. Actually, I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen an off day from Luke Keekley. Yeah, I mean everyone misses tackles. You're yeah. playing against the best football players in the world. You can't have a hundred percent tackling percentage. Mm-hmm. But he just he didn't make plays that Luke normally makes. I know yeah. Coleman had to run up the right side, uh, in between guard and tackle, and Keekley 
arm slid him. Like he had his arms on him and he didn't finish the tackle. Yep. And that's not typical Luke Keekley. And there no. was a couple other plays near the goal line. In fact, he got he got just pancaked on Matt Ryan's touchdown oh, run. Oh gosh, that was the block, embarrassing. The block by the tight end was fantastic, and it's yeah. why Matt Ryan scored. But Matt Ryan only scored because no one expected it. Like if you saw the defensive end was blatantly being held, but then once he was finally let go of, he was just like kind of gingerly jogging over to the area that Matt mm-hmm. Ryan might have been in. But if he had hustled the whole time, he could have been there to stop the touchdown, which yeah. was really embarrassing. I think I think that's it's just it's just a bad game. We're gonna have to move on, you mm-hmm. know. Like our front seven will bounce back. They didn't have a good game, but We'll bounce Atlanta back. Atlanta was gashing us in the run game. That, that's what worries me. First 100-yard rusher in 21 games, which was the top mm-hmm. uh, tops in the NFL, really. Yeah. If we if our front seven doesn't ba- bounce back, then we will not make the playoffs. If they do, then we will absolutely be in the playoffs. I, I really think it comes down to that. I think Cam, Also, Atlanta is good. As much Atlanta, as- yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta's a good team, and we didn't lose at home. We lost on the road, but you know that loss... Mm-hmm. It really hurt when you saw, like, uh, you know, DJ Moore get his first touchdown. Yeah. You saw him almost get his hands on the, the ball in the end zone on the very yeah. last play of the game. That was a good throw and a good and effort, I don't, by the I way. don't agree with people going, why did you throw to Funches? Because everyone in the zip code thought you were throwing to Funches. Sometimes you got Sometimes you can't. Also, would you rather throw to, Would you throw to Steve Smith or Musa Muhammad at the end of the game? I never watched Musa play, so I would throw okay. to Steve Smith. But well, also, that, I would, that's DJ Moore's comparison. Funches is more like, you know, Muhammad. Obviously, he's not as good as Musa Muhammad. Also, but also, like, we couldn't get the protection. Cam had to let the ball let the ball go way earlier than he wanted to. Yeah, just because he was about to get pancaked mm-hmm. on the one play that you needed to protect him, and they didn't even blitz. They only rushed four, and he had to get the ball out in two and a half seconds. Yeah, it's bad. Our offensive line, you know, Moden did a good job. When Khalil comes back, he'll move back to right tackle. Khalil will go back to left tackle. Mm-hmm. But Moten did a good job. We got to get... Uh, we also out Trey Turner, who is... Like, yeah. him and Norwell Trey were Turner arguably the best Darryl two. Williams. Yeah. Darrell Williams was an all-pro last we're, year, and no one knows about yeah, it. Yeah, we're it's missing Darrell Williams, Trey Turner right now. If those guys can... And Ryan Khalil. If those three guys Matt can Khalil, come back... Right? Matt, Matt Khalil, right? Matt Khalil. I'm sorry, yeah. Matt Khalil. If we were, were missing, missing Ryan Khalil, there wouldn't have been nothing we could have done. Yeah, that, yeah. Thank goodness for Ryan Khalil. But... um. But Matt Khalil, Daryl Williams, Trey Turner. When we get those three guys back, I doubt we'll get Daryl Williams back this season. But if we get all three of those guys back, watch out. That's all I got to say. Watch out. Yeah. All right. So uh, the Panthers um, coming up this week. Who are, who are we playing again? We talked about it. Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I forgot about it. Wow. Well, we got to move on because it's only like a couple <laughs> minutes left in the program. So we got to make them picks. Yep. We did not make picks last week. Carson which- made picks for me and he did a good job. Good job, Carson. Thanks, yeah. Carson. One zero and one. I went zero and two first week. Yeah, I had the Bucks as my lock and the Texans as my upset. And Carson picked the Browns. Yeah, which they tied week one. So we're going to tie for. I'm going to say one zero and one is mine and Carson's shared which record right now. Could come to come down to like you were t- me and you were talking about before the program. Uh, if we finish, we can't finish with the same record. Yeah, unless, unless one of my games ties. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. which is becoming increasingly likely. Yeah, I mean, two weeks, two ties so far, so you never know. But um, what's your lock of the week? <laughs> I got the Mr. Vikings Hinton. over the Bills. I am very upset because you you looked at this before I did. Yeah, and we between us for the listener out there, we have the rule that we're not going to pick the same lock because that's boring. Yeah, but he got the lock. He got the Bills. Game. I got the lock. Hey, you get you got the Patriots over the Lions, yeah, and the Patriots so, are coming off of a loss. So I let's call but it. It's even. not the Bills. Yeah, it's the Lions. It's not the Bills, Lions though. lost forty-eight to fourteen to the Jets. Lions still have Matt Stafford though at home. Yeah, Matt Stafford was pulled from that game. Well, he's still a good quarterback. <laughs> I didn't watch the game. Upsets. Upset of the week. You have Ravens over Broncos. Really? I think. I think the yeah. I think the Broncos are aren't the Ravens two and zero the worst. No, Ravens are one and one. They one lost one. to the Bengals. Beat the Bills week one. I think the Broncos are the worst two and zero team. They're a good team. They'll probably make the playoffs. Honestly, you sound like Colin Cowherd but, in twenty fifteen about the Panthers. <laughs> but the Ravens, um, the ra- yeah yeah <laughs> the Ravens, um, they, they all they still almost beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And AJ Green scored three touchdowns in what the first half. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see their defense um, giving up that much to um, definitely not giving up anything to their run game. They're not going to give up much to Case Keenum. So upset uh, for me 
And this is a question. Would you consider, I want to take the Texans over the Giants. Would you consider that an upset? Uh, statistically, no, because they're both 0-2, but I'll count it because you're 0-2, and I feel bad for you. Wow. Yep. No, but the Giants are supposed to be better than the Texans. No, I'd say it's the other way around, actually. Fine. You know what? Fine. I'll take the Raiders over the Dolphins. There How you do go. you like them apples, That's John? That's actually an upset. There you go. 0-2 versus 2-0. and Yeah. Well, 1-1. One 1-0-1. One. One oh and one. No, the Raiders are 0-2. Oh, the, oh, oh, the, oh, oh. I thought you were talking about our records or whatever. But yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But. So, in uh, conclusion, I have the Dolphins and Patriots, and John has the Ravens and Vikings. It's, yeah, go purple. Well, I mean, you, you had you had Carson sub in, and he, he did really well yeah. for you. Yep, he knew what he was doing. Man, I wish he had subbed in for me now, for what? picks-wise. <laughs> I should have made your picks, and then Carson no. could have made mine. Oh, that would have been great. Uh, Want to do stardom sit him real quick before the show ends? All right, I do not have a stardom sit him this week, but right. you do. So, stardom. Who should we start? Uh, start DJ Moore, man. Really? Yeah, he had a 51-yard touchdown last week. Uh, I think we're going to be throwing it a lot more on Sunday. I think the Bengals are weak in the secondary. Uh, Funches is going to draw Kirkpatrick. The sec- the Bengals' second corner uh, is just he's not like he's not Pac-Man Jones he's anymore. Not, he's not Pac-Man Jones anymore. Um, I think I think um, DJ Moore is going to get a couple big plays. My fearless stat prediction. Four catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Really? Okay. Big plays. I have a stardom. I just okay. thought of it. Baker Mayfield. I'm just, I'm just kidding. He only got like nine fantasy points. Yeah, I know, but now he's going to be the starter. But like everyone's going to be starting Baker Mayfield this week. No. Honestly, I should pick no. him up. My quarterbacks are Mariota and, well, not this week, but next you week. You want to make a trade? Because I have three like good quarterbacks. Wait, who do you have? I got Mahomes, Fitzpatrick, and Kirk Cousins. Really? Yeah. I have Mariota and um, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Rest in peace. I know. Sit him. I say sit Carson Wentz this week because I am still not convinced that he is fully healthy. And I'm actually kind of scared for his So injury. you think if the Eagles had beat the Bucks, Carson Wentz would not be back this yes. week? Yep. I think they're panicking. And I think they're hiding that by saying, oh, no, Carson's fully healthy. Carson Wentz, he's healthy. He's healthy. What, he's if, healthy. what if Carson Wentz was healthy the whole time and they were only saying he wasn't because Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP and was kept winning. And the, they were just going until Nick loses. We're going to play him. I, I don't think that's the case because in the press conference, Doug Peterson said he's like, uh, we're thankful for all that Nick has done, but you know he knows that we drafted Carson to be the guy. Carson knows he's the guy. Nick knows Carson is the guy. Everyone knows. Basically what he said. He said everyone knows that you know it's not, we're not, you know, Nick is the backup. Really quick, since we're talking about coaches' press conferences, did you hear Mike Zimmer? And they asked him if it was hard to cut his kicker after three missed kicks. What did he say? I didn't see this. He said, he was like, was it a hard decision cutting your kicker? No. Like, well, why? He's like, did you watch the game? Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> it was, that's it was savage. It was I, savage. I, I really like Mike Zimmer. He also said, uh, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's a great player. But I hate him. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, all right. That's all we got for you today. Appreciate you guys uh, taking time out of your work to listen to us. Uh, one last P- final PSA. There's a free comedy show tonight at 7 o'clock on campus. And I'm going to be in. And, uh, Follow you guys us should... on Twitter at yes. PackersLifeNCSU. There you go. Getting the plugs in. <laughs> this has been a good Plug week. Walk. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.